Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. And welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength. And with me today, I have my, I was about to say four beautiful co-hosts, but that would be including me in it. I mean, my three (laughs) beautiful co-hosts. How are we all, ladies? Wonderful. Oh, Samantha is going for the Red Indian. I kind of love that. Maybe we should should all have sounds at the beginning of this, (laughs) rather than saying hello. Um, so in today's episode, we are actually going to be addressing, I guess, a kind of controversial topic, I would say, um, in that we're going to kind of start talking into the realms of like plastic surgery, beauty treatments, um, like basically anything that takes you away from your natural state, I'm going to put it, and we're going to have a chat about our views on it, what we have personally um, experienced and had done ourselves, um, and the motivation and reasons behind that. Um, So, I mean, I will dig in first, so to speak. Um, I, in my own experience, have had my um, boobs increased in size um, and I had that done around four years ago I think now Um, and it's been kind of interesting for me in recent times that I've been kind of thinking about my own motivation into it in that at the time I would have totally sworn that it was nothing to do with trying to um, find happiness that I was 100% doing it all for the right reasons but in recent times, I've been kind of questioning that a little bit. Um, and maybe we will talk into that a little bit more as we move through. But ladies, where are we all standing with what 
your personal experience of any kind of like it doesn't need to be anything as dramatic as plastic surgery but anything that you kind of have had done or you know over the years of your life Samantha let's go with you first okay um (laughs) so I I guess in terms of body modifications Mm -hmm. um I'm I'm very, I think I would say I'm very late to the game. Um, I feel like I'm a modification virgin in a certain <laughs> sense. Um, and I think it's because like just growing up, I grew up in like a very conservative, like Catholic home. And so like, it was just like, I never dyed my hair. I never did anything to make myself look better. Um, and I think growing up, I just never like, I wasn't exposed to that stuff. So I didn't even know that like that was a normal thing that people did. Um, And I remember like when I got to college and I found out that people are like, oh, like I got my eyelashes done or like I get my eyebrows threaded. I'm like, what's threading? And I'm like, waxing? What the hell's a Brazilian? Like all those things, you know? And then you start like being more exposed. And I think, um, you know, to be honest, like the first real thing I've ever done for myself was I got um, eyelash extensions and this was a few years ago. Um, And that was like, be like, I felt like the most glamorous female in the entire world. I'm like, who am I? Can anyone see my fluttery lashes? Like (laughs) it was, it was the most amazing thing. Uh, It was way too much upkeep and I, I was sick of sleeping on my back all the time. So I, But it was this revolution for me because I'm like, oh my God, I could feel prettier. And I hadn't ever really thought about what that would be like because I had never really dabbled too much in makeup or like beauty or any of that stuff. So I think my first experience was the fake lashes and, um, and then I dyed my hair for the first time like a year ago, which is crazy. And then I guess now the only thing that I have that's not authentic to me is, uh, or not authentic, but like the only thing I've been really doing in terms of beauty is the facial stuff. Um, yeah. Just spending a lot of time on my face care. And that has been a huge game changer for me because I always thought like I would just have bad skin forever. Um, but yeah. So that's that's kind of my naive experience. No, but that's good. And it also kind of brings up an interesting question as to how people categorize um, kind of like the beauty modification side of things. So, you know, we have obviously the extreme people who would swear to God that having any kind of beauty treatment, including using makeup, would be something that you shouldn't do. And then you've got other people that would say like probably more where I stand, where I would say, you know, it's kind of down to the, down to the person, but yeah, really interesting that that was kind of your experience. Kim. Okay. Well, let me put this out here. You will never find me doing any kind of plastic surgery and it's not because I think it's any, there's anything wrong with it. It's because uh, surgery terrifies me. And if I ever like need some kind of life-saving treatment, I'm going to need like Uh, a psychiatrist with me to help talk me through like literally going under the knife. So there's that. I I will not be getting a boob job. Um, But I will say, this is something I've given a lot of thought to. Like, why do I do the things that I do to my body? And for what purpose do I do them? What feels, and I'm putting this in little air quotes, what feels acceptable and authentic to me and why versus what doesn't? Um, And 
earlier this year, I finally decided to get hair extensions. And when I did it, I knew for sure I was going to talk about it on like publicly because, you know, I have a very public job and I wasn't going to show up one day with long, beautiful hair and not acknowledge it. You know, it would be weird. Like, well, where did that come from? I didn't do it because I wanted longer hair. I did it because I've always had hair that won't grow on the sides of my face. It's really strange. Like I, I worked with a hairdresser for several years trying to keep my hair as healthy as possible and see if I could get my hair that's like right by my face to grow and it wouldn't. And I saw another person who I, who I know from Instagram, she got these hair extensions and she loved them. And I was like, I'm going to go for it. And so I did it. And I was really interested to hear like, what would people say when I made this post saying, this is what I did. This is why I did it. And I was, I really thought that I would have some negativity that people would be like, you're such a big faker. Just be yourself. Not a single one, not a single person said that it was so interesting to me. You know, I'm planning sometime in the next year, I have thoughts because, you know, back in my day, ladies, what we did was put baby oil on our faces and lay in the driveway <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> and so I have a lot of damage on my skin from that. And I plan on going to get um, like needling done on my face for that. Um, you know, in my mind, I still have a little bit of anxiety about like, why do I feel the need? Why do I feel the need to do that? I don't have answers for you is what I'm saying. I have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Super interesting. And that's what you've had done needling Sam as well, haven't you? Yeah. I've had IPL, which is, they basically like zap the freckles and hyperpigmentation off your skin, like sunspots. Um, and then yeah, micro needling. Yeah. Yeah. Kim, I would, I would start with the IPL for the sunspots. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. And okay. Miss Marcy, over to you. Oh Imagine, my. Baby. <laughs> save, the long, save the longest for last. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, let's just start by saying I start, I wanted to modify my body when I was 12 years old and I was overweight. So I think it started with just feeling not confident in my body as a whole and trying to manipulate it that way through diet and exercise. And I did. And then when I was probably in high school is when I started to make some of the other modifications, not necessarily because I felt that I had to, just because I wanted to and I found it fun and that's what people were, were doing. So I started to dye my hair. You know, I, I naturally have what I call mousy brown hair. It's just very boring. And so I started to get blonde highlights. And oh my gosh, this like two-tone look was popular back then. It's just- Oh my God, I remember. So, it's so hideous wow. now. Like, like tons of blonde highlights on top and dark underneath. Like what the- <laughs> What the actual fuck was that? <laughs> it's like the eyebrows, like the super yes. skinny. Oh my god! And yes, I had like the super oh, me too. When we, I, I think it'd be fun when we post this to like find pictures. Post like pictures yes. of looks, right? <laughs> so yeah, I dyed my hair blonde and. It was pretty long at that point. And then I remember, I think it was my junior year, I chopped it like super short and dyed it almost black. Oh, that was not a good look. Um, and yeah, I started to get my eyebrows waxed because like I am just saying, I am a very 
hairy person by nature, which is so weird. Like I tend to get the traits from my parents that are like the negative ones. Like my dad is the hairiest person you will ever meet. (laughs) My mom has no body hair and she's like naturally tan. It's just so not fair. So (laughs) I did, I got my, um, I mean like shaved my legs, obviously, um, waxed my eyebrows, went to the tanning salon, dyed my hair. And that was just all stuff that kids my age were doing. I didn't really feel like, oh, I have to do this because like, I'm super insecure. It was just like the thing that you did. Um, And then in college, I just kept up with that stuff, didn't really do anything else. I actually never, I mean, I considered getting my boobs done because when I did lose weight, I lost most of it from my chest. Like I used to be like, I would say full C, small D, like my boobs were, they were a nice size. And then when I lost weight, they pretty much all went away. So I was like, oh, should I get a boob job? But it was nothing that I ever considered like, that um seriously i guess so this brings me to my 20s and i guess i didn't really do anything else but in my 30s is when i started getting like really self-conscious about looking older and aging and even though people will say oh you look like you're in your early 20s I do not feel that way. And I'll never forget, I did my first photo shoot for my brand. It was like four years ago at this point. And I thought that I looked fine. (laughs) I didn't really realize like how many wrinkles I had and how terrible my skin actually looked, but I got the pictures back and I kid you not, remember that age filter, like that old filter that came Mm -hmm. out a couple of weeks ago? (laughs) It literally looked like I put that on my face. Um, And I was like in shock. I was like, holy shit, I look like I'm 30 years older than I actually am. So that that became a huge, huge insecurity of mine. And I think it made a little bit of an insecurity before that because when I was in my early 20s, I had started this new job. And my second day there, this guy comes over to my desk and we're just like shooting the shit, getting to know each other. And he's like, Hey Mars, like, are you a smoker? And I said, no. Why? He's like, well, you got some like lines oh around your eyes. So oh my that was gosh. like the first oh thing. Yeah. Um, Stop talking friends. Stop talking. Yeah. I'm like, hey, first of all, never say that to a woman. Um, <laughs> because like, I never really, after that, and I was only 22 after that, I was never really self-conscious. I just kind of didn't really think about it. Uh, and then a couple of months before my wedding, when I was 28, I went in just to have a general checkup with my doctor. And at the time she had just started doing Botox. So she's like, have you ever considered Botox? You'd be a really good candidate. So that was strike number two. What does two. that even mean? Yeah, what you're really good? Well, I think like you have, like you have wrinkles on your forehead. I would be an amazing candidate. <laughs> Yeah. And then, um, a couple of years ago I was at work one day and I'm really like really insecure about my eyes. So as part of like the aging process, I've lost a lot of volume under my eyes and it looks like, you know, I have dark circles, like I have bags under my eyes and it's like a huge insecurity of mine. Uh, and a client at our gym came up to me and she's a dentist and she said, and she's Filipino. So I'm putting that out there because I think that sometimes other ethnicities they're just a little more forward with what they say so they don't have as much of a filter 
and she says, hey, Marcy, I have a question for you. And she's like, are you a good sleeper? And I knew in that moment exactly where she was going with this. And I was like, no, doc, I'm not. Why do you want? She's like, well, you've got really bad bags under your eyes. And I was like, thanks. I know. <laughs> and I like, I like lost it on her. Like I started crying. It was, Oh no. Yeah. It was horrible. So that being said, um, I have considered doing like under eye filler. That's something that I really wanted, but it's very dangerous. Uh, the research that I have done, I now know that the risk is probably far more than the actual reward. I have what is the risk Marcy? Um, so you're basically, so filler is a very, like, it's like a gel-like substance, right? And even though it's comprised of hyaluronic acid, which is something that our bodies make, it's still thick and you're shooting it, like you're trying to shoot it into this area that also has tons of veins and arteries like running through it. So sometimes, especially like inexperienced, um, injectors, but even really experienced ones, they will hit a vein and then you're pushing this gel-like substance into a vein which can cause an occlusion which is essentially the blood gets backed up and it can make oh you gosh. yeah it can make you go blind um, I'm like yeah no thanks I'll deal with my under eye bags <laughs> um, and I had a friend of mine um, who was also an online coach and she had under eye filler done and it she had a horrible reaction her eyes like swelled up, get got really puffy. She had to have antibiotics to have it like, you know, go down. It was just horrible. So anyway, um, but I do do Botox. I have been doing Botox for probably the past three years and mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's wonderful. So, so yeah, I mean, I had just like, I have a very, like my forehead moves a lot. I'm have like a very expressive face. Um, so I think that the combination of that, like sun damage over the years, yeah, it's just kind of done a number on me. So that is what I do now. I get regular facials. I'll probably start doing, you know, microneedling IPL soon. All that shit is so expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that what I'll do for under my eyes is PRP. So they essentially like they draw your blood, they spin it in a centrifuge they get your platelets or your plasma, excuse me, and then they can inject that under your eyes. So it's like a growth factor. It can stimulate collagen, get rid of dark circles, all of that, and just kind of like help regenerate your tissue. So, oh my so that's my story. <laughs> so the lesson definitely is here to anyone out there who is considering doing anything is to make sure you do your research, not only on the people that are going to be doing it but also into what it actually involves and like what the what the impact could be and not just get caught up in seeing anyone or anything on social media that's saying yo you should go and get this done and just presuming that it's fine for you to go and do like you have to you have to make your own decisions on it but that kind of brings me on to kind of the next thing I guess with just talking about anti-aging what's your views on the whole like should we all be trying to, you know, just embrace getting older or would you consider also getting Botox? Personally, I will definitely be jumping on the Botox train at some point, I feel, just to, just to keep things where they are, you know, as I, because, uh, you know, I get my hair done to cover my, uh, cover my gray um, I have had, I will say, as I'm getting older, I've got one random shoulder hair, which if you don't know about this, comes out to 
comes out to say say hello it's the weirdest thing ever so as you get older things do change and um so like what are your opinions on getting old gracefully or getting old and you know doing your best to upkeep things sam or kim or anyone well i'm older so can i go first (laughs) (laughs) so here's the thing i kind of combine those two i guess i do believe in aging gracefully but i don't think that aging gracefully has to mean not dyeing your hair or doing any kind of skin treatment Um, you know what i'm saying i don't think those two are at odds yeah i think in the way i feel about it is a person should do whatever makes them feel happy i don't and i think there can be a fine line between like okay and that's what i was saying earlier i don't know like why do i like to do these things I just genuinely feel better when I don't have gray hair. I've had gray hair since I was in my early twenties. Yeah, I've had a ton of, and I just feel better when I don't have gray hair. I do think it can get to an unhealthy level of like we're always trying to change everything about us and we're nitpicking ourselves in the mirror. So I do think that there is some line of we've gone too far that a person's going to have to feel out. For me, I think it's fun. Like I think it's fun to color my hair. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not blonde. <laughs> like, I, I am not a blonde. You've just shattered all of my illusions about oh, I know. What? What? what is this? <laughs> I have brown hair. You know, I like to color my hair. I like to have, I have very pale skin, which you know, because you're looking at me right now. But if you remember, every time you've seen me in, pub- in person, I think brown. I'm out of tan. Yeah. I love to get spray tans. It's fun. <laughs> I love I that. Like makeup. I don't actually like the process of putting makeup on because honestly, it's a pain in the butt. But once I have it on, I really like it. I think it looks pretty and I enjoy it. You know, and so for me, as I age, I'm going to do whatever I feel like, hey, I have some money for that. And that seems like it just makes me feel good. That said, I still do have this little twinge of like, why am I so interested in how I look to make me feel good? So I will say, again, I come back to the question of, do I think about it too much? And maybe the answer is yes. And I don't even think that there's a right or wrong answer to that. Yeah, I feel I like, think you're right. I feel like, obviously, if it's taking over your life and it's the one, you know, you wake up every morning and that's the first thing that comes to your mind and you stand in the mirror for hours, like, you know, pulling and all the rest <laughs> of it. But I, th- I think there's... I would almost say there's, there's a, a kind of healthy level of you taking an interest in yourself and how you show up in the world because it has like how you present yourself has an impact on how you show up and your confidence levels and all of the things. So I think it's, I think it's, um, yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim, uh, sorry, Sam, Marcy, who wants to jump in next? I'll go. You go. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I'm the baby of the group, but um, right, no need to show off. Haha, <laughs> 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 suckers! No, um, I think so. I think there's something super interesting about the whole like aging process, and that well, it's inevitable, and everyone will go through it unless they don't make it that far, you know. Um, so it's a matter of like when do you allow it to shine through. Or do you try to alter when it starts to happen? Because ultimately, like, everyone gets affected by gravity and everyone goes gray and everyone starts looking like shit and everyone's teeth fall out, you know? Like, it all just happens. <laughs> Your teeth fall out? <laughs> Keeping my teeth, Sam. All right, whatever. I just feel like, you know, 
You know what I'm saying. And I take issue with it and we have to end up looking like shit. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Uh, But you you know what I mean? Like it's, it's inevitable. And so I guess the modifications that I would make, like for me, it's a matter of like making them as like a bonus and not making it a requirement for me Mm -hmm. to feel good. Um, Because I like that. Don't, Thank you. If I don't feel good as my total authentic self, like as I am, right, then I'm always going to feel like there's just something missing. Like, I'm, and I'm always going to be focusing on the lack of what I'm not, mm-hmm. which I've done for so long that I just like don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've started recently, very recently, like in the past year, shifting on like all the great things I do have and like. The other stuff, like, people don't even really see that I, like, am insecure about. So, like, my skin, for example, was one of those things. And I'm, like, I was freaking out about it, thinking it was, like, so bad. And and all these people are, like, it's not that, like, it's not bad. I've never even thought about your skin. Meanwhile, the whole time, I'm, like, everyone thinks I'm a pizza face, you know, which, like, mm. you just makes it so dramatic. So, I think just generally, as I age... And I start to notice things. Um, I'll probably do a lot of like mindfulness around it before I make an altercation because chances are I'm magnifying the thing mm-hmm. so much. Like all of the flaws that are quote unquote flaws, all the things that you guys talk about being insecure about, I don't even see. Like mm-hmm. I don't see Marcy's eye thing. I don't mm-hmm. see Kim's like pigmentation or whatever you're talking about I don't see Sarah's you Sarah always talks about her uh her face and her skin and she's like I got this vein I'm like what the hell is this vein I don't see this vein <laughs> so it's like you know you you are your own worst critic so um yeah it's but that's so true said, I have no idea what Marcy's talking about about under eye bags like, uh, oh, Marcy I look at you all the time I literally have no clue what you're talking about I can't see yeah. you right now because you're in a dark room <laughs> I not even have eyes at this moment. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's um, thing, but- right? like when you get to know someone, you don't even really look at them. Like you talk to them as like the bot, like the not to be cheesy, but like the spirit of them, right? Like yeah. you're not looking at their skin; you're talking to the person. And mm-hmm. so, I think that for me was like when I started realizing that. I think. Marcy, you said this like way back, like you don't pick your friends based on what they look like. You pick them on how they make you feel. And that really like just stuck with me so much. And I think it just comes down to like your kind of your self-worth really. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we all have shit. We all have things that we wish were different, but like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know that's so true. I think it's like, it's all about perspective. And Sam, you said something really good when you first started talking about you know, yes, aging, but aging is, it's almost like a blessing in a sense, because it means that we're still here, we're still alive, we're still able to enjoy our life. And I try to keep that in mind on those days where I am feeling insecure about how I look, or I am feeling a little bit down because I can see the signs of aging present themselves. And I think for me, what it is, is I still in my heart and in my body feel like I'm in my early twenties, you know? So when what I see in the mirror doesn't reflect how I actually feel, 
it is this total mind fuck. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to stay youthful forever just because I feel good at this point in my life. Um, but yes, at some point, no matter how many cosmetic procedures you do, hell, even if you get a facelift, you can only do so much, you know, like you don't see a 70 year old woman who's had a facelift who still literally looks like she's 20 or 30, right? Like her name is Jennifer Aniston and or she's Fonda. superhuman. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. still see that they're like an older, more mature woman, you know? Yeah. It's fascinating because there are some women, like the woman who does my, my facials, she is from Hungary. She's absolutely stunning but she has had no work done on her and she is very against fillers, Botox, all of that. So she's like, you know, you can do what you want to do, but I'm not going to do that myself. I don't think people need it. And, but just like the way that she carries herself, her confidence, her poise, the way that she like makes herself up, it, she is just absolutely gorgeous, even though she has you know, the lines around her eyes and her skin is a little bit, you know, it was like sagging and, and whatnot. It's just, it's her confidence. It's the way that she carries herself, but makes her as lovely as she is. So I think that's another thing to consider as well. Um, but well, yeah, I said something really quick. I just don't want to forget, but you were talking about the lines, right? Yeah. I think that I've always seen smile, like the lines around your eyes or your face, whatever. I always see those as like, it's almost like when you get a, when you have a scar, right? From like falling or doing something, it's like that creates a memory, right? You're like, mm -hmm. oh, I remember like when I fell and blah, blah, blah. When I see smile lines or eye lines or anything, I just think like that person had a fucking good life. Yeah, they smiled a lot. They were happy. Yeah, like that's a pattern, right? That means that they were smiling a lot. They were laughing a lot. And it's like age isn't always age isn't a bad thing right it's just it's like a thing but it's also like significant of wisdom and like having life I don't know I, I don't I don't see the other side of it as much like the positive I guess shines through more for, for me personally yeah so interesting because I have lots of smile lines when I don't have my Botox and people are always telling me like you have resting bitch face like why don't you smile more you're so sm you're so pretty when you smile and I'm like then why do I have all these motherfucking lines <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but yeah like so just going back to what we said I, I've really had to work on my, my self-worth over the years and it has grown exponentially. So I am at a place right now where I genuinely like the person who I am. I have a lot of self-worth. I have a lot of self-love, self-respect, whatever you want to call it, but I still want to feel my best. And I went and had my Botox done about three weeks ago and I was like, you know what, do I share this? I don't know. And it wasn't even it wasn't like I was worried about people judging me, like the people who I don't know. I was almost more worried about all of, because I am like fairly holistic, you know? Um, so I eat organic food. I like try to use non-toxic products as much as I can, yet here I am shooting poison into my face. And I was almost worried that the people in my life who are also very holistic were going to judge me, not so much the people who I am trying to impact, like, you know, my other followers who I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like, so yeah, it was like fascinating. So I was like, I've been doing this for three years. I've never talked about it. I'm going to talk about it because I think that this conversation needs to be had and it is okay to want to change your appearance. 
if it is just that little extra thing that makes you feel a little bit more confident, that allows you to hold your head higher and uh, it makes you feel good. There's nothing wrong with that. So I did post about it. And, you know, like Kim said, with the hair extensions, I did not get there i think we lost marcy i think i'm guessing that she was just about to say she didn't get much or any uh, negative feedback from it which is kind of very interesting and kind of goes into where i was going to take the conversation i just i wish that you lo lovely people could see how marcy has left us on the screen she's like a person ghostly um, which is do you think Do you think that um, as women, there is a tendency for us to maybe get judged a little bit more or to judge each others a little bit more when it comes to the whole kind of like, you know, where you stand on getting all of this kind of stuff done or, you know, even, you know, hair dyed, all of the things. Do you think there is a tendency for us to be harsher on other women as a kind of... Well, absolutely. I'm going to say this. So... I am very vocal about my insecurities to my boyfriend. And he always says, just like Sam, you were saying, it's like, Marcy, you're crazy. I don't notice any of this stuff. Right. I was like, well, then you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's there. Uh, no, but, and maybe that's just because, you know, oh, he loves me so much that he's blind to those things. And, and which I do think is very true. Um, I don't see other people's flaws. And even if I was to notice something like it, it doesn't make me like them any less. Like I'm not judging that person, even though I may be judging myself a little bit, mm -hmm. but what I say to him when he tells me I don't need these things, he doesn't see them, whatever is yes, but it is much more acceptable for men to age. So you'll hear things like, Oh, oh he's yes. silver Fox. Right. Yeah. And, and like, so there are, there are some men who get Botox and filler and all that. I mean, it's, it's definitely prevalent, but I do not think that they're judged, you know? So like, let's say a woman ages, she gets less roles in movies. Whereas a man ages, you know, it's like, he's the one in the film who is going to be going after the younger woman. Like it's rarely the other way around. So I absolutely think that we have more pressure on us um, to uphold this standard of beauty. And that's one of the reasons we do it. And, and yeah, I've, I've also considered if I wasn't, I hate to use the word like influencer, but someone who didn't have a fairly large presence on social media where I am a little bit in that public eye, I don't think I would care as much. I really don't. Um, oh, really? It's like, I feel like because other eyes are on me, I have in the past been worried that people would judge me if I didn't look a certain way or like they wouldn't want to work with me or they wouldn't like take me as seriously again. And it's totally skewed thinking because I don't think that about anybody else. Like, why am I feeling as though people are going to do the same to me? I mean, some people are shitty. They really are. And they will tell you like, oh yeah, you know, you should go get Botox or you should do whatever. Like people are going to be assholes, but I think for the majority, it's not like that. But, but yeah, there is that pressure to uphold that standard of beauty that society puts on us. Mm. And I think that that standard of beauty that we, we feel pressured about, I think a lot of it comes 
I think we do as women tend to judge other women about beauty more because we are keyed into it because we judge ourselves about yeah. those things. And I yeah, think that's because women's bodies historically have been more objectified than men's. Not mm -hmm. that men's bodies aren't ever objectified because they are, but we look at women's bodies as objects to view. Yeah. I think that's something that's changing and that we can change. And so we do it to ourselves. We self-objectify and then we take that and through that lens, we look at other people. Yeah. Um, and so I think working on all of that, um, there is a nonprofit organization called Beauty Redefined, who I love to follow. They have an amazing Instagram account. I'm getting ready to sign up. They have an online course I'm going to take with my daughter all about body okay. image resilience. Um, cool. And their, their like mantra that I love is, I, I have it written down here because I wanted to share it with you guys. Your body is an instrument, not an ornament. <gasps> Loving your body yeah, isn't yeah. thinking your body looks good. It's knowing your body is good regardless of how it looks. Yeah. And I love that. And yeah. so learning to not self-objectify is really key. And I think that's going to, that's going to be something that's going to take time and practice. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. I think probably we all do this with our clients when we have a client that comes to us who maybe is really struggling with their own like body image which is to make sure that we shift their focus from how the body looks and get them to move into more on what it does for them on a day-to-day -day basis because like your body is so much more than just you know as you say it's not just an ornament it actually serves a really freaking important purpose because without mm -hmm. it you ain't gonna be here do you know what I mean so yeah. Sam, did you have anything on that? <clears throat> um, I think, well, I do have a lot, but I guess if I was to summarize, um, that's often something I say to myself too. Like, I'm not my body. I'm not my thoughts, mm -hmm. right? Like just remembering that it's just a vessel in which holds the, the fucking badass that I am, you know? Um, I have to remind myself that when I do like zoom in on my flaws, which usually happens in the form of, picking at my face or trying to get rid of every single fucking blackhead in the mirror. Um, you know, like actually zooming into those flaws and just remembering like, no one sees that shit, you know, like I'm the only one focusing on it. And when I look at other women specifically, cause the majority of my feed is full of women, butts or food, um, or puppies, um, that <laughs> any judgment I make is just a judgment of myself. Like, and so when I catch myself, like having this dialogue in my head of like, oh, they're fat or like, oh, they're skinny or oh, this, oh, that. I'm just like saying that to myself, you know? So starting to, I've been just way more aware of my, Sarah knows this about me, but I have recently named that part of me. Her name is Judgment Judy. And she's a bitch sometimes. She <laughs> wears so hard. Like someone will be walking down the street and they'll be wearing like ridiculous outfit and they'll be like super fucking overweight and I'll just judge the shit out of them. And then I will catch myself in the judgment and be like, Judgment Judy, you step down. And I'll talk to her because <laughs> he is well and we'll have that like judger in us yeah but yeah. it's just a matter of not vocalizing it and so yeah. remembering that like it's okay to judge people but just remember that like you know it it's it's not a reflection of who you are it's just it happens we all judge so uh just moving on from that and whether you do it to yourself or you do it to other people it's like okay it happened next you know just <laughs> continuing to move on mm. so 
Yeah. And so I think like you and I were having this conversation a couple of weeks ago because you were very vocal about you judging your boyfriend, Kurt, about something. And I know this is something that you talked about on your personal podcast. And I yeah. said something to you that I heard recently, which was judgment is a mirror, not a window. So mm-hmm. exactly. And I'm like, oh, that hits so hard. Yeah. You're judging anybody else or even when you hit, feel that hit of insecurity like oh she's doing better than me whatever it may be like that is an insecurity in yourself for yeah. sure yeah so really and you need to spend time. three hours a night journaling on it to actually <laughs> <laughs> i mean i sam i did the same thing like i saw somebody the other day who was super overweight and like they were sitting down eating an ice cream cone the first thing that went to my went through my head was like why are you eating that shit? You know? And then I was like, okay, step back. That could have been their, you know, 10, 20% food. Like for all I know, they're on a diet right now. They're working really hard to lose weight. And I have not seen everything else that they're eating throughout the day. And this is their one indulgence. So you really got to step back and just be like a little bit more um, compassionate, I guess. And then really quick, I I wanted to uh, touch on what Kim was saying about that thing that you're going to do with your daughter. And that is just so important because sometimes I wonder if where I have gotten these insecurities about my own appearance is from how my mom used to talk about herself, right? So she's always picking herself apart and, oh, I'm so fat and I need a facelift and, you know, your dad hates my neck and this and that. And yeah, so it's like, it's so sad. I mean, my mom was a beautiful woman, just like the most wonderful, loving person that you could ever meet. Yet she's so hard on herself, especially her physical appearance. So I was like, you know, has some of that kind of rubbed off on me. And if she had talked nicely about herself my entire life, would I feel differently? Um, like same, my, both my grandparents were the same or my grandmothers were the same way. Like appearance was everything. Like they kind of, my dad's mom used to always comment on someone's weight or she would call them like, Oh, that, that woman's really homely. <laughs> she was from this house. <laughs> homely. So, you know, she, she's as homely as a pitch fence or something like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, I think a lot of it is our upbringing too, you know? So it's really great that you're going to start having those conversations with your daughter. Yeah, Kim, you really do just like, you You do need the prize for number one. Mom number of the year. Award. year. Knock oh, it out gosh. of the park. Give that girl you know, a book. It, it's just something I'm really aware of. And it's, guys, it's because I'm not perfect at it. It's interesting. I just decided we're going to sign up for this course. And then I realized two days later, I said something to my daughter. I'm like, you should just shut up sometimes, Kim. I, um, so I got sick the other day and I had some kind of sores all in my mouth and they were all under my lips and they were giving me a fat lip. Well, I said to my daughter, I was talking about how painful it was. I was like, but look, at least finally I have an upper lip because I have a really thin lip. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kim, shut up. You're telling your daughter, you're glad you have sores in your mouth because look, my lip looks pretty. Like that is a terrible thing to say. Stop talking now. So my point is, but I was really conscious of it. So I'm very conscious of the messages I give her about my body, about her body, about other people's bodies. And so when I saw this course and I was like, and I like the idea that it's about body image resilience. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I like that idea that I'm going to teach her not that this course is going to help her be resilient 
around how her body looks and what her body is in her life. I love that idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just helping her to really accept herself for who she is. And just out of interest, just before we kind of wrap things up, obviously you're the only one who is a mum out of all of us. If, if there comes a point when your daughter comes to you and says, Hey mum, I've decided I want to have, let's go with a boob job or something. What's going to be your kind of, what would be your initial view or response? Uh, It would depend what age she was. She's a teenager in my home. I would say, my dear, that is an absolutely acceptable choice for you to make later. We're not making choices about adjusting anything on your body at this stage. Like she already knows, like I wouldn't let my son get a tattoo when he was still under 18. We're just not doing permanent things to our body at this age because you have many years to make informed choices about that mm-hmm. in the teenage years when your brain is not fully formed is not when we're making dramatic changes that are permanent to our bodies i will say i already have i take my daughter with me regularly to get her eyebrows waxed we are very hairy people we are italian and we are covered in hair every which way and when i was younger i hated my eyebrows and i don't know maybe it was the time period or maybe it was just my mom nobody ever took me to get my eyebrows waxed she had my daughter had a full-on unibrow in fifth grade I didn't tell her not to like that, but she didn't like it. And I said, honey, why don't you just come with me? If you're going to like feel better about it with it gone, let's do it. And I make it no big deal. I don't make it like, oh my gosh, we have to get it done. Mm -hmm. But we, we just go and that's what we do. You know, we, we brush our teeth. We, we, we ask our eyebrows. So, you know, I do take her to do things. Some other people might judge me and say like, that's terrible. You're teaching her. She's not acceptable at this age. I don't know you have kids and you do what you want with them is what I would tell that person. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I think I would just, it would depend on what the thing was, you know, if she wanted to dye her hair, maybe. Yeah. Like where are you getting the money for that? That's kind of expensive. Maybe. Um, But nothing permanent. Okay. I think that's, I think that's fair enough. I think you just said something really, really powerful, which is uh, people can do what they want. Right. Like it, it's like stay in your fucking lane. Uh, yeah. If you want to dye your hair because it makes you feel great, then dye your hair because it makes you feel great. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. You know? like, and it's almost like, why do we need, why? It, and it's like, this is a probably a huge philosophical question that we will not answer today. But like <laughs> humans, like it's so crazy that we are always judging other people like 24 yeah. seven, you know, like someone walks by you, you judge them. Whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, you make an observation, you register that in your brain, and then you move on. And it's mm-hmm. so kind of cool. Like, it's cool and it's weird that we go through this as humans. Like, there's, you can't just look at someone and just not have a judgment until maybe you become enlightened and you're like Eckhart Tolle or you're a Buddha and you're just, <laughs> you're so aware and mindful, <laughs> you know? But I think for the, for the normal person, um, it's really hard to not judge. Yeah. But always yeah. bear in mind that just because you've got something in your head, you don't always need to say it to the person. I. <laughs> that is a fabulous piece of advice to close on. Yeah. Those are inside your thought head thoughts. Is something I tell my kids all the time. Yep. <laughs> Invisible ink, baby. Invisible <laughs> ink. Ask, never ask a woman like, "Are you tired? Are you no. feeling?" like oh so basically you're telling me i feel like or i look like yeah it's just oh my god um so i mean just to just kind of wrap up does anyone have any parting words of wisdom or comments on this particular subject before we head off into the sunset you do like what you just said whatever whatever makes you feel good i say there's nothing wrong with it but but do like 
we've been saying take a step back and really assess yeah. why do I feel like I need to make these changes? Yeah. Is it to cover up a deeper lack of self-worth or is it because I already feel whole and complete as I am and I just feel a little more confident if I make these aesthetic changes? Yeah, because I think it's always important for anyone to remember that you are not going to become like a happier human being just because you dye your hair or you have breast implants or you have Botox. That is something that comes from a much, much deeper level. So don't expect, you know, big life-changing results just from doing something to your externals. Ladies, I love you. This has been amazing. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. And I think maybe just as a little bit of fun homework for the Facebook group, I would love, I would love us all to post the dodgiest, the dodgiest pictures that that we have from some point in our, yeah. some point in our lives. Marcy, this was actually um, you that brought. It was, I know it was my idea, and gosh, I, the time of my life when I was telling you about all these horrendous looks that I have, I don't even. I didn't even take that many pictures back then. So I'm really going to have to like. Yeah, let's get digging. Okay. So like a picture, like when we made like crazy beauty decisions, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So just anything like the craziest. I think. uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm also seeing on Instagram today. It's like that, that decades challenge again, where you're supposed to post a picture from 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Wait, that happened last year. I guess so. Yeah. What? I know. That was a year ago? Apparently. Yeah. Time flies, bro. Time flies. Well, okay. Well, I'm so going to try and dig up a picture from when I took a picture of George Michael to my hairdresser when I was in seventh grade and said, I want I want to look like George Michael. That was a really great beauty decision. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Awkward days. Yeah. Love it. Okay, ladies. Love you, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Yes, and have a very happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, yes, Yes. happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy, bye, all. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.